Good, it's Scoobert Dubert. Today, I want to talk about timbre. Timbre. If you just read it and don't know how to pronounce it like when I was little. Timbre. So timbre. I've talked a lot about vibe and why vibe is my most important goal as a musician trying to track down that ever-elusive thing that puts you in a state of mind, a mood, a, a phase, an emotion. To achieve vibe, we reach for all the different tools of music. You have the frequency, which gives you the notes, the rhythm, which gives you the timing, and also like delays and reverbs kind of fall in between these things, the ways that frequencies hit a wall and reflect back at you and change their frequencies slightly as a combination. But then there's this, there's this other element of timbre, which is the unique sense of one instrument playing the same note. So just picture like a trumpet, a guitar, a piano, a vocalist, all of those can play the exact same note, but your brain is like, that's a trumpet. That's not a guitar. That's not a singer. And and when you like super, super train, I'm not like this, but like conductors, they can hear a bunch of different trumpets all playing at the same time, all pointed at them and know exactly which one is off. And then if you're like a super connoisseur of strings, you can hear a bunch of violin players maybe all at the same time and know which one is the Stradivarius the like primo primo top shelf violin just by hearing it that's because there's a unique like fingerprint it's like a snowflake that every single instrument category as well as every instrument within that category so like an individual Fender guitar versus a Gibson guitar they sound different they'll play the same note They could even have the same musician playing them, but there's a fundamental set of a bundle of frequencies that are enhanced or muted by whatever instrument. That creates a phenomenon that we call timbre. Timbre is like how it's spelled, T-I-M-B-R-E. So timbre is a way that our brain identifies things. That's a, that, that snowflake, that fingerprint. But that's, it's like kind of the most important thing in popular music is not just the notes that are being played. It's not just the timing in which they're being played. It's the overall timbre that's being created by the combination of instruments. So the sound that a bass guitar and an electric guitar playing at the exact same time create is additive. It's greater than the sum of its parts in the same way that an orchestra, an orchestral section, like, you know, all of the horns together create this sense of horns and they smack you in the face with this broader timbral structure that you can both identify the individual parts, but also it becomes this massive group. And that's one of the phenomenons that we try to play with, with like as mixing engineers is taking the entire bubble of sound and turning it into one bubble. So it doesn't feel like a bunch of different instruments. It feels like one instrument. 
which is uh, an interesting um, give and take in between some mixing engineers and others. Some mixing engineers are very much of the mind of, I want to know exactly where the guitar is. I want everything segmented as though I'm standing on stage. And that's kind of the pitch of Dolby Atmos or spatial audio or whatever is that you can, you know, like look around the room and, and see the different instruments. That's cool. That's like one way of doing things. And then there's the other way of doing things where you turn everything up into a bundle of sound. And that's more the camp that I, I like to live in. I don't really care if you know that it's a guitar or a synthesizer. I just want you to know that it sounds cool. I just want to move you. It's immaterial. <laughs> What's doing the thing? And I, I also like, I like transforming instruments. One of the most powerful tools that we have in the digital world is changing pitch, changing frequency through the computer. And we can do more than just frequency now. We can also do things called formant shifting or um, attacks and, and sustains and, and chopping up things and shifting things around. What that allows us to do is alter the perception in a way that, you know, you can't actually do in real life, which is really fun. That's one of my favorite things about like digital stuff is it pushes you into the realm of the unexperienced you can't create a digital reverb in the real world. You, you can't have it be where something is perfectly dry, as in, you know, sterile, no room, and then all of a sudden it pops into a cave and then the cave is gone in an instant. You know, these, these things that they play with like our fundamental nature as animals of we are very much aware of our surroundings. And as you're having a conversation and you walk from a hallway into an elevator, you know, the, the, the room change is perceived. Um, by being able to manipulate that, we can provide experiences that you cannot possibly have in the real world. And that's one of the things I like, like say, take a guitar, for example. If I play a guitar and I run it through some effects and then maybe I take the pitch of it and I change it in the computer rather than playing it on the guitar. Now I'm creating a synthesis between myself as a producer, as a, you know, a computer-based processor of sound, a computer musician, and my ability on the guitar, marrying them so that I'm able to you know, kind of transcend both. That's, that's the sweet spot for me. And so you're taking this timbral element that's expected. This everybody knows what a guitar sounds like at this point. And then you're changing it in some fundamental way. Let's talk about formant because I was talking about um, pitch, just, you know, you know, changing the notes, but there's something else that we can do called formant and formant is based on vowel sounds um, in, in our mouths. So there's like a A, E, I, O, U, O, you know, I, O, that, that kind of like, just do that. Just, you know, if you're like in a relatively normal place or if you're alone, try, try feeling the way that your mouth changes as you go through those different vowels. A, especially A to E, A, A, I, I know I sound like a crazy person, but like actually feel the way that your mouth is changing as a resonance chamber. It's like the, the sound hole on acoustic guitar. The, the beauty of our mouths is that we are, we're using so many different parts. We're resonating our heads, our chest, our throat, our mouth, our nose. When we speak, when we sing, when we do whatever. And by changing our vowel sounds, we're able to manipulate the frequencies that are coming out of, you know, the rest of our system, like picture like you're a wind instrument, you're blowing out the wind instrument, but then the front of the clarinet is changing like a mouth. Those are formant shifts. 
shifts by which the fundamental frequency is going into a thing, a mouth, a resonating chamber, and it's changing as though the sound hole of the acoustic guitar was talking like a creepy mouth. It sounds like a, like an anime or something. We can do that now virtually, uh, digitally. I can apply mouth shapes to anything. And I love it. To illustrate that, let me just kind of go through a bunch of different ones. So here it is. This is just me normal. This is me at a thousand cents. This is me at two thousand cents. Three thousand. Four thousand. Five thousand. Six thousand. Seven thousand. You get the idea? Kind of crazy sounding. <laughs> Let, let me go the other direction so you can hear what it sounds like to go like this. Like, basically, the, the format shifting, going up is getting more like this, and then going down is getting more like that. So let me, let me go down so you can, you can see the, the different um, shift in perspective. I'm talking sense, and it's just like an easier uh, unit of measurement. It's not really important what it is, but it's basically you know, the same way that we denote pitch. Um, 12, 1,200 cents is an octave, and... Um, yeah, 1,000 is just a nice round number for you to hear abrupt changes. Uh, one of my favorite things to do with formants is very, very slight, but it's, it's, you know, this is better to illustrate the example by going for it. So here we go. Let's go down. This is me normal. Down 1,000. Down 2,000. Down 3,000. Down 4,000. Down 5,000. Down 6,000. Down 7,000. Pretty sweet, right? Now do that to any instrument you want, and you're going to have some crazy results. Again, something that could not possibly exist can be existing. <laughs> can be dropped into your ear holes. So that's that's one of my you know most exciting things is about manipulating the timbre of familiar objects and turning them into new musical instruments new musical moments that have never before been heard. How cool is that? That there's actually something we can still do that no one's ever heard before. It might not always be pleasant because it's new, but it's, that's, that's the exciting part about it. And finding the right moments, the right little times to grab for that spice. It's probably not the entire song. Sometimes it might be. Sometimes you can get really crazy sounds if you take an entire song, an entire mix, and change the formant of the entire ball of sound. It gets very lumpy, very weird. But that's what these tools are here for, to get weird. And so just to kind of recap the whole thing, timbre is the fundamental nature of an instrument. You play a C on any instrument, it's going to be slightly different because in on a natural instrument, synthesizers notwithstanding, there are... Lots of different frequencies, harmonic series. I talk about that in some other podcasts. Check those out. Um, but basically, like, you, there are no pure notes in nature. There's always some other stuff going on. Even like when I'm talking right now, when I just pulled this, uh, this audio into Melodyne to shift the formant, it, it grabbed polyphonic, which means more than one notes being happening at once, being played at once, because it's hearing my, you know, my pitch of my voice and seeing, oh, there, you know, there's more notes because there's harmonic things going on. Just even as I speak, it's what makes me sound like me versus you. 
And it's also funny, like we're talking formants, which is the mouth shape. When I speak different languages, my fundamental frequencies change because it's being shifted into a different resonating center. So like, 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 like when I'm speaking Japanese, you know, like, like what I'm trying to, but like, you know what I'm, anyway, you don't speak Japanese probably. And if you do, you're probably like, this guy's fumbling for words, but I, I am. Cause I don't exactly know what I'm trying to say, but what I'm trying to say, I think is like when I'm speaking Japanese behind it, the, the, the sound is coming from behind my, my nose. So when I'm speaking English, it falls down lower. It's more in my chest versus when I'm speaking Japanese, I'm a little bit more up in here, sort of, sort of. It just changes things, you know? It's part of the reason why I like to sing in different languages is it out comes a different voice, you know, because <laughs> you're putting it in a different spot. Um, that's the nature of timbre. And there's like a cultural component to timbre, which I find very fascinating. And then you can manipulate it after the fact in the computer. And so you got all these different places. You have the input and the output that you can change. You can tweak. And timbre, in many ways, is what makes popular music popular music. Is it, It's what makes genre genre, I should say. The timbre of old school rock and roll versus the timbre of doom metal very different. They might be playing the exact same notes. Like I've heard ABBA covers by, um, you know, like death metal, you know, kind of bands and they're playing the same notes that ABBA did <laughs> or they're singing the same melody, but the timbre is so different. <laughs> you know, they, they've got the whole thing going on that it just brings out a completely different emotion, even though it's the same notes. It's all of the other harmonics and frequencies and context and distortion and effects and all of these things create a timbre that makes you feel dark and you know moody and whatever versus abba which is like nah, 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 like let's go to the disco and dance same notes but the thing that i'm most excited about is that we can now use the computer to do that too it's not just distortion pedals it's not just amps it's you know get into the ones and zeros and manipulate this thing from its dna up that's pretty cool so hopefully when you listen to some music, you have a new, you know, vocabulary. And if you're a musician, you probably already knew most of this, but um, a new vocabulary and a new thing to listen for. Listen to the timbre of things. It's not just a snare drum. There's a bunch of different types of snare drums. And each of those snare drums gives you one point in the direction of a different genre. And genre is the accumulation of these points. If you have enough things, the vocal, the guitar, the bass, the drums that all sound like a certain genre. Now it's that genre. If you spread things out, you have drums that sound like death metal, guitars that sound like disco, vocals that sound like, you know, traditional uh, Arabic music and keyboards that sound like Duran Duran. You're going to be like, what genre is this? Because it doesn't have any accumulation of timbral points in any direction. Um, and that's, that's part of the beauty of music today is that stuff like that is happening, like um, boy band metal that my buddy Carrie Singer is making, <laughs> you know, it's uh, you're, you're, you're able to pick these different timbral things and be very intentional to confuse your audience. <laughs> and maybe they'll like it, but usually they'll just be confused, but still fun things to do both on the extreme and also in little tiny doses to shake things up and make people expect the unexpected. 
and surprise them because that's one of the most fun things about timbre. So you can set an expectation. It sounds like a guitar. It's a guitar. And then all of a sudden the guitar transforms like a phoenix into a synth, you know, or, or, or you know, you have an expectation of the vocal and then all of a sudden it's down 700 cents um, formant wise. And now I'm talking like this. I'm like a different person. And they're like, oh, is this a collab? Is this a new person? No, I just manipulated my voice. Anyway. This is a subject that I'm very excited about, if you can't tell. <laughs> um, I hope that this helps when you listen to other music, when you listen to genre. Try and think of it in this framework and see if uh, any new insights come out of it. If you want to hit me up, scubertdubert.pizza is my actual website. All of my links are up there. DM me, email me, whatever. Talk to you guys later. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> what was that, Tamber? <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Music appreciation